I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. While we're recording this, I am sitting in a hotel in Toronto. I'm here on a conference. But I have a guest with me because my husband decided to join us about a month ago, right in the middle of tax season. He unfortunately hit a deer on a drive home. Everyone was okay, including the deer. However, his car was not. And so he his car was total was written off. It wasn't worth fixing. And we live in Northern Ontario where it's very difficult to find exactly what you're looking for just because of inventory and, um, you know, supply and demand. And so because I'm here in Toronto on a conference, he was like, you know what, I'm going to join you. And he is here looking for a vehicle. So he asked you or did he tell you? He was joining. <laughs> well, he's been kind of looking online at all these, um, you know, Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji and all the things. And he is, he was kind of finding that the best deals were here. And if he could stay for free <laughs> at the hotel that I'm already paid for and staying at, then yeah, might as well come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, why not? talk about cars and if you need one if you want one and the decision making process that comes along with that so what about you Lindsay do you have a car I have a car Um, are you like the one car family no 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 definitely a two car family uh two used cars um to no payment cars and I know that that's not possible for everybody because sometimes you need a car before you have the money saved up for it um so I get that sometimes it's not possible but it is really a like a hope that I have for people is that they can get the car payment out of their budget um you know I I I do so many budgets and so often like three to $800 a month is what's going to car payments. Um, But then I look at like the retirement savings line and sometimes it's like 200 or 300 or nothing for some people. Um, I look at their future U accounts and they don't have much going into those. I hear them saying that they don't get to vacation as much as they want. Um, They have so much money going towards their cars and I get that, you know, when you're buying a used car, there is that risk of uh, maintenance, 
that if you have a brand new or like leased car, it might have some type of warranty that, uh, that you don't have to deal with those maintenance costs. Um, but my experience has certainly been that driving a used car has been more advantageous financially. Um, we've always bought um, like nice used cars, you know, like a higher end Acura, for example, that comes with all the bells and whistles. Um, and after, you know, five or 10 years, a lot of the depreciation seems to have already happened and they keep their value quite well um, if you do end up, you know, selling them. So I just think that the cars can be such a, a money suck on somebody's budget. Um, have you ever had a new car? Yeah, no, I've never had a new car. It's never mm -hmm. been some, I don't, so we also are a two car family. Mm -hmm. um, well, we have, we have three vehicles because we live in Northern Ontario where it's very normal for families to need a plow truck and a garbage truck mm -hmm. because we don't have garbage collection and our driveways are long and we get <laughs> extreme amount of snow. Right. Um, but uh, it's, I and people wonder why it's so expensive to live on Vancouver Island. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I've never I've never owned a new car, but it's also no, nothing I've ever cared about. Like I, I could care less, honestly, what I drive. There are things that I do care about, but my vehicle is not one of them. As long as it's safe and fits my four kids and me, it's really all I care about, to be quite honest. I don't care about the color of it, the design. So it's one of those things that some people do care about that. Like one of my very a heated steering wheel. Do you care about a heated steering wheel living I where you live? Care. I oh do not goodness. care. I'm such a princess. I want a heated steering wheel living here. I don't have one. Graham has one in his truck. I'm like, oh, can I drive your truck today when it's cold out? Because I love the heated steering wheel. See, it's so funny what what each of us care about. Like I I do prefer leather seats just because my kids are disgusting. Absolutely. If you got kids, yeah. Yeah, the leather is a must. Leather. I love, like, I have a, a seven-seater, eight-seater? I have an eight-seater. So that's important to me because we alone take up six seats. Hmm. And so that way we can have at least one or two kind of squished other people with us. I do like, there are things that once I've got them, I do like. Like, I like that my back hatch is a push button and it, it opens itself. I am a minivan driver. I like that all my doors, except for the passenger, like my two side doors mm -hmm. are automatic. So my kids never, ever touch the handle because they are absolute maniacs when it comes to yanking on handles. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there. Once, once I've like upgraded and upgraded every time, there are definitely things that I've grown to like. Yeah. But it's interesting. I, I don't have any studies or stats uh, handy, but I have read many of them in the past about, you know, how often a, a driver or an owner of a financed vehicle, how often they um, purchase a new vehicle. And with 
But has anybody looked at, at you know, the, the rates, not the rates, the terms for car loans? They used to be much shorter, right? Now they're much longer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even, 96 months, I think, is um, fairly common now. Like, what is that? Is that eight years? Mm-hmm. That's eight years. Eight years. So, and there's studies around this that show that by the time your eight years of payments have gone by, you the new car smell is gone mm-hmm. your disgusting kids have messed it up and yanked on the handles you've put the mileage on it and you're looking for a new car um, and you are used to paying each and every month for your car that is normal for you so what do you do you go and you finance another vehicle um, it keeps you in this like never-ending loop of payments Um, and you know, what I hope that my clients do is that when they stop their, their, uh, their loan payments, that they immediately like very next month, move the equivalent dollars into a future you account. Now, maybe Mm -hmm. it's a future you account that has been neglected for the last number of years while you've been paying your car off, or maybe it's a new car account. Um, I don't know, you you know, everybody needs to make those decisions for themselves. Um, But like immediately before that money gets absorbed somewhere else, um, if I I just can't stand seeing people spend all this money each and every month, there are some people who have uh, battled me and, and argued me and won the argument in the past on you know their particular experience of how much was going into their you know crappy old beater lemon of a car um, versus what their lease payments or what their financing with warranty payments are. Um, and you know that's not a hill I need to die on. I, I let them win that battle. But for the most, well then just don't buy a lemon. Like go and get it inspected before you buy it. Like I sold a car for my dad this weekend. It's timely. I didn't even think about this before we, uh, before we started talking. So I sold a car for my dad this weekend. Um, well, if Graham's listening, um, I should say Graham sold the car for my dad this weekend. I posted the ad. Graham did the test drive. The Royal uh, Wee. The Royal Wee. Yeah. That's right. The Royal Wee. And uh, he didn't get it inspected. And the guy who looked at it before didn't get inspected. And the guy I talked to prior to that didn't sound like he had any intentions on getting inspected. And their version of a test drive was like five minutes around the block. Um, I don't think they took it on the highway. I don't think they like slammed on the brakes, like do the things that you should probably do before buying a used vehicle in my opinion. And then, I mean, funny enough, well, not funny for him, the guy that bought the car, he lives, he doesn't live on Vancouver Island. He took the ferry over from the mainland to buy it. He took it home and I got a message from him this morning and he said, the engine light's on. Like I, the engine light was not on before. I don't know what to tell you. It it was running fine. Um, Was there maybe something wrong with it? I don't know. You didn't inspect it. It's like we have regular you know service records and it's been a well-maintained car and did our kind of due diligence but we didn't do a full inspection on it um and nor did he and now he has his engine light on i don't know i guess tell me what the mechanic says if it's something that we should have known about maybe i'll uh maybe i'll be willing to to negotiate with him a little bit or something but uh inspect the cars just don't buy a lemon you know like buy a good don't buy an old hyundai yeah buy an old toyota 
<laughs> like yeah. something or an old Acura or Honda or, you know, the, the cars that are known for their longevity um, yeah. and a well-maintained car in certain environments, not many environments in Canada, but in certain environments can go for a really, really, really long time. It's not yeah. just hundred kilometers, like yeah, yeah. thousand kilometers. They can go for a long time. The taxis that we took when we were in Dubai last year, they were all, and we travel by taxi like several times a day. Um, they were all over 700,000 kilometers. And one of them that we were in was like 989,000 kilometers. Oh my God. Well, okay. Well, you got to tell us what kind of cars were they? All Toyotas. All Every single Toyota. one was a Toyota. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's worth hearing because that's the car that Greg just bought today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they last. And I mean, it's dry there, right? So they're not stopping the roads. It's not, so it's a, but it's dusty. I can't imagine that being great for your car parts. Like it needs to be maintained. Those things are driven 24 hours a day. Um, They're getting up to a million in like under five years. Yeah. To hit that. Um, But uh, yeah, so buy a car that is great. <laughs> Don't yeah. buy a lemon. And yeah, mistakes can happen. And sometimes we can, uh, you know, make the make the wrong choice. And there's nothing that we can do about it. But um, I would much rather see somebody driving a five or 10 year old, uh, reliable vehicle than trying to get, I don't know, some kind of status from having a yeah. car. It's tricky to like, both of us prefer not to have a car payment, but I'm not against car people having car payments. Hey mama, I wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that I just released a brand new program called Budget for More. It's the complete roadmap to setting up an automated budgeting system that will leave you with more, more time, more vacations, more fun, more wine. If you would like to check out this program, go to my website, lindsayplum.com forward slash budget for more. And if you want a discount on that program, I'd love to give it to you. There's a 50% off discount for podcast listeners. Use coupon code beta 50 beta five zero. I would love to see you inside that new program to help you budget for more. Um, one advisor that I have a, you know, that we pick each other is brain regularly. He also, he leases vehicles. He has car payments. He has, he just always considers his vehicle like another utility that he, that's an expense he will just always have. Yeah. Um, which is another way to look at it. So for some people, Uh the assurance that the maintenance is always going to be covered. The warranties are always going to be covered. It's just peace of mind for them. And some people, for some, it is the status and which is totally mm-hmm. fine. I mean, if you, if that matters to you, then that's, I don't have a problem with that. It just, it doesn't matter. To, just because it doesn't matter to me, doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, well, kind of agreed. I'm a little bit uh, saltier on it than than you like when I look at people's budgets and like I say when they don't have their other 
more important, and I'm not saying more important to me, but more important to them, things mm-hmm. taken care of financially. Um, and they have the payment. Like money is like a is like a thermostat. And we get used, like we like it to be this like nice, comfortable climate. And when things get a little bit too hot, the AC turns on. When things get a little bit too cold, the the um, the heat turns on, and we stay in this middle. And and so what I'm referring to is like we get used to say $500 a month payment going to cars. And if we don't have that payment, like the heat turns on, and we find somewhere to put that $500. Um, and I would much rather find um, a retirement account, or a vacation, or a kid's education fund, or a new car, or new house fund, or like the things that people tell me are important to them. In years and years of asking people like what their why is, not one has ever said fancy car, or status. Like Mm. that just never, ever, ever comes up. Um, Maybe I just don't, I I don't attract and I I turn off people who are that way. Um, But that's not something that, you know, gets written on your, on your, you know, your, your, uh, what's it called? On your grave, on your tombstone, (laughs) like had a nice car. (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, But I just find that it's, it's kind of habitual. It's that, is that thermostat thing going on and people, um, they convince themselves that, yeah, this is just a a payment that like everybody has that I'm always going to have one. I'm either going to pay for a car or I'm going to pay for maintenance. Mm. Not always true. No, like in the five years, I'll say about five years that I've had my 2009 Acura. Um, I think I have probably spent, I mean, I could go and look at it um, specifically. I've done tires and I've done an alternator and oh. oil changes and like, you know, maybe some filters, and those, those kinds of simple things. Um, I don't think I've spent over $2,000 in five years. Okay. Fair. You know, maybe three thousand. If I, you know, maybe there's some oil changes and things I've I've uh, forgotten about. But I've only had two major purchases of the tires and the alternator, um, and those two things were like eighteen hundred dollars combined. Mm. So I guess with all the oil changes, let's call it three thousand. Well, three thousand dollars over five years is a lot less than what I would have paid for uh, in car payments. Yeah, for sure. And I have a, I don't know, $8,000 asset, $10,000. And it's funny too, because the, I've always considered your car to never be worth more than the day you paid for it, which tends, it's almost like that, that during the pandemic, that wasn't true. So like I, I bought our, we, my vehicle is a Honda Odyssey. I bought that in 2020 February so right before the pandemic or during I don't know and you know what I'm talking about totally. and mm-hmm. Wait, could, did you say February February yeah 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 so right before the shutdown mm-hmm. and I could probably sell it for more if not the exact same that I paid yeah. for it yes Yes. And same thing with, yeah, same thing with, with mine. If you, if you buy a car that has that longevity that holds its 
value. I paid 12,000 for mine and I bet you I'd get 10 for it right now. Yeah. In at least five years. Like read like it. I feel like that's not normal. Like, I feel like normally it was like, you know, the depreciating was like pretty significant. It, mm-hmm. And then it was like that the pandemic changed things a bit. Same with like, um, special like quads and like toys, RVs, like those types of things. Um, but going back to the car payment, the pro the problem I have with the car payment is if your situation changes, it might be totally doable right now for you to have this car payment. But if your situation changes, your marriage fails, you um, lose your job, you blah, blah, blah. I mean, a parent can get sick and you work less hours to go take care of them. Like it can be so many different things. That's my problem with Mm -hmm. the car payment. I don't have a problem with people wanting a flashy car for their ego. (laughs) I don't, I don't have a problem with those things, but if, because the thing that I think about is I had worked in the past with a family and they didn't think they would ever have a baby Mm. stars aligned one day. And there you go. She's, she's pregnant. She has a baby She's on mat leave. She's the mayor, the main breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And that car payment was such a significant part of their budget. Mm-hmm. And there was no, it was a lease payment. And so it was this strategy of do you buy out the lease? What are you going to do? Like what, what are you going to do? Yeah. You are handcuffed now. And I'm not quite sure how you're going to navigate this. Um, I, it's too bad you didn't have some savings there. Yeah. Well, I think that's why, I think that's why I'm so crusty about car payments. Um, on top of seeing people financially prioritize a car over the things that they tell me are actually important to them. Um, but also because I've seen so many situations where those, um, that their circumstances have changed and there is no good solution. Your loan balance is higher than the value of the car. So you can't sell it and, and get out of it. Um, and then the, the car industry has this really fancy term called negative equity. Okay, I don't know this negative equity. Tell me negative more. Negative equity. So it's when your loan is bigger than your car value, and okay. but you need a new car. Okay. So let's say it, it's like the difference, let's call it $2,000 is what's still owing. So they yeah. roll that $2,000 of quote unquote negative equity into your next vehicle. So your next vehicle you're purchasing for 20, but your loan is actually going to be from 22 because they've rolled the 2000 left over from the last car. And for anybody that knows just a tiny little bit about money or investments or business, equity is a thumbs up, happy, good, positive word. 
<laughs> the equity is something that we want. And the sharks on the car lot, however many years ago, realized that if we call this negative equity, it doesn't sound as bad as uh, debt. <laughs> It's just debt. So they roll this negative equity into the next vehicle. Now you're in the next vehicle. And before you even walk off the lot, it's not worth what you owe. You get sucked into this trap. <laughs> and the car industry is so good at convincing you that they are going to solve your problems. By doing it this way, they will solve X. And I just think it's so sneaky, this, that term of negative equity. No, it's just called more debt than you can afford. <laughs> it's not like, what a, what a, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a spin, you know, like such spin doctors to take something bad and well, quote unquote bad, right? Um, into sounding good. So I just... I just think that, yeah, so often people's situations change and with cars, you know, they'll come to me and they'll ask me for a solution and we'll brainstorm all the ideas and they all suck. I can't, so like all of the options suck, but they have yeah. something. And I can't stand when I'm, you know, trying to help somebody and there's just, there's nothing to suggest, you know, and often because of, you know, for headache purposes, just keeping on, keeping on is their best option, right? Like mm -hmm. not bothering going through the, the nonsense of trying to get rid of it and pay off the car. The, well, and it's, it's hard to sell a car that has a loan on it because the loan has put a lien on the car. <laughs> so you have to somehow pay out the loan before you can sell the car. But if you had the money to pay out the loan, you wouldn't need to sell the car in the first place. So I just think that people should strive to own their car. I'm not yeah. saying that everyone can do it. And I, I get that there's so many reasons on why Same. it doesn't work out, but like it should just be a something that we all strive for. Yeah. And for, so a lot of the advice that I give is what, what did the dealership told, tell you the monthly payment would be that felt comfortable, that felt like, yeah, I'll sign on the line for that. That feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now give yourself four months and save that amount. Oh. Try it. How yeah. did it go? Did yeah. you dip into it a bit? Did you have to access it? Because if you can't save that amount, adding that amount as an obligation is going to be super stressful. The other thing, because I'm working with a lot of real estate investors, mine, you either want one or the other. You either want a car, a new car that comes with a payment or you want to be a real estate investor. Very, Those two things are not going to be the same because if you have a car payment or a new car payment, mortgage it, lenders are not going to like you for that investment property financing. That's so a good perspective. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, and I'm not, I'm throwing these blanket statements out there. It's not the always the rule, mm -hmm. but for the masses, it's generally true. There, we have a, 
one of my favorite mortgage brokers who's in my Facebook group. I would say about once a year, she'll, she'll do a post on, you know, how your, your car payment impacts your, um, your qualifications, your mortgage qualifications, and she'll use current rates and come up with a, you know, for every hundred dollars of car payment per month, you are, you know, the impact is this on how much you'll qualify for with your mortgage. And every time she does it, I can't remember the numbers. I should have put, pulled it up ahead of time. Um, but every time she does it, it's like really eye-opening, really shocking, you know, for every hundred dollars of car payment, you will be qualified for, I don't know, $40,000, totally not the right numbers. I'm just grabbing a number, um, less on your mortgage. Whoa, that has a really big impact. Yeah. So if you don't own yet, when I say own, when you don't own real estate yet, and that's a goal for you, then having a car payment might not be the best idea. Or if you want to um, leverage and, you know, take some equity out of your house to do a renovation, you're asking the bank or, you know, the mortgage lender for more money. Um, maybe you don't want a car payment. Maybe if you are thinking about purchasing a rental or another rental, because you already have one, maybe that car payment isn't going to be the best idea. Um, because that is a huge factor. How much you are paying out in debt on a monthly basis is a huge, huge factor in how big of a mortgage you will qualify for. So I think those are like some very um, similar and also opposing like perspectives on why mm -hmm. uh, purchasing versus financing uh, may or may not be for you. Yeah. And I, and we didn't even talk about leasing, um, but maybe that should be a conversation all on its own because I feel like there's a lot of, that's more of a conversation for, you know, business owners, people who think that it's the smarter decision because of the deductibility of it. Um, and sometimes for the non-business owners, because of the affordability of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely talk about that in another episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm not an expert when it comes to leasing because it's never even been something that I've considered mm -hmm. because it just feels like you're renting a car. Mm -hmm. Um, the people that I do know that do have those lease payments, it's like, they have to be so particular about the care of their car because they're technically just borrowing it. And their mileage. Yeah. It's just so much more um, brain space to worry about that. Uh, that's why it was a solid no always for me. In addition to, I never, I don't want any payments. <laughs> I complain about paying my utilities. Never mind paying for something that I feel like I already own. Absolutely. I pay for everything I can annually. I don't want anything. I don't want anybody else dipping into my bank account on a monthly basis. <laughs> I'll pay you once a year, but other, other than that, you keep your grubby hands out of there. <laughs> Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook 
group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.